Good evening from Northern California. It's day nine. Today is actually day nine, even though I got behind. Day nine of the women's 50 women in 50 days. You know, as I've been reading these little synopses of their lives, the women's lives, and they talk about how many paintings they did and course we know that Elisabetta died at age 27 so that's not a long time to make any sort of body of work but I look at myself as a, a late bloomer if you will into the creating art scene being that I didn't really start making art professionally I guess you would call it until 2000 even though I was painting before that. So I'm coming up on 20 years next year of serious painting. I call it serious painting. And just walking around my studio space today, and I actually didn't even go into the third bedroom. I don't know if there's any hanging up in there or not. Or the other bedrooms. There's more in there. I counted 100... 90-something. I don't, didn't count the new to, newest drawings and stuff I did today. I wouldn't count those as, like, any sort of uh, real painting anyway. But Oh, and I didn't even count the large ones over there in the corner. So there's things I didn't count. But I counted just about 100 tonight, just walking around here. And I know I have at least 50 that have been sold in the world. They're out there in the world somewhere. Um, well, I know where some of them are, but I don't know where some of them are. Some of my first ones that I've sold, some of the people that bought them have passed away. So it's very satisfying, interesting to think about where I'm going forward in my life. If I were to live another 20 years, which I have no reason not to think I'm going to. I at least have another good 150 paintings in me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Especially if I'm hoping that I won't have to, you know, supplement my income coming down, you know, in the next few years. I'll probably be able to hopefully not do that as much. I don't do it much now because I try to not... I, I, I know as crazy and corny as it sounds... I see myself as a full-time artist before I see myself as a sometimes part-time teacher. So I try to spend more time doing artwork and in the art studio than, than taking jobs outside the studio space. Yeah, so that's that. That was just an insight I got today thinking about these women and I listened to a, this morning early, I listened to Sir Anthony Gormley, and I think I called him Gromley in one of my cast memos, my cast um, responses. But it's Gormley, and he's a sculptor, and he was talking about his work. And they asked him to talk about a current work, what he was doing, what he wished he'd done, and what he's going to be doing or something. 
Anyway, I always am drawn to other artists talking about their process and their work because I always feel like they can articulate it so much nicer than I can. And and I relate to it. I relate to their work. I mean, I, li- I relate to their, their thought process when I listen to them. Um, so trying to think of what I took away from Gormley today. Uh, I took a lot. It's a rich podcast I listened to. It's called These Three Works. And it's, uh, I don't know what the name of the podcast is called. A cast? Anyway, if you wanted to listen to it, you could Google Sir Anthony Gormley. G-O-R-M-E-L-E-Y and then These Three Works is the name of the cast for him. Now I'm wondering if it says here more from These Three. Maybe that's the name of the podcast. These Three. Play acast.com these three <laughs> okay that's enough of that so here we are with Maria Maria Sibylla Marian I don't know if that's how you say your name but I'm going to try it like that she's not Italian she's from Frankfurt she's from and she dies in Amsterdam Maria Sibylla Marianne's unparalleled career evolved at a time when daughters of rich families learnt at most just to read and write. Sounds like my grandmother's time. When was she born? Yeah, 1600s, wow. In the Baroque age, a woman's role was limited to running the household, sewing and praying. But Marianne was a woman people talked about. She lived it in three peace sorry. She lived in three pace setting centers of printing and publishing. First Frankfurt, then Nuremberg, and later Amsterdam. Scholars and biologists recognized her greatness. Swedish naturalist Carl von Linnaeus, the father of modern botanical and zoological classification, read Marian and referred to her and her artistic but precise illustrations many times in connection with his own work. It all started with Marian's boundless enthusiasm for flowers and microcreatures. Even as a young woman, she rescued insects from the dirt and took them back to her own room, pinned out butterflies, preserved pests in brandy, and painted every stage of a butterfly's development, from the larva to the glorious creature emerging from a chrysalis. It was incidentally a passion that was awoken by a visit as a 13-year-old to a silkworm factory and culminated in her famous journey to Suriname 
when 52, she sailed with her younger daughter to that terra incognita in northern South America and spent two years there studying the wonders of nature. The result was her major work on insects, the Metamorphosis Insectorum Surinamesium. Sorry. Surinamesium. Surinamesium. A fantastic world of wonders in watercolors, of beguiling delicacy and splendor of color, full of accurate detail and minute renderings of butterflies, beetles, and insects. Having done her research in the heat and rough jungle on the mainland, she drew the pictures on the high seas in the gloom of her cabin. Wow. In Nuez Blumenbock, New Book of Flowers, Marion published her observations and illustrations as engravings of watercolors, thereby establishing a reputation to match that of her prematurely deceased father, engraver Mataus Marion the Elder. Published between 1675 and 1680 in Nuremberg in three installments, sorry, in three installations of 12 sheets each, the book was so popular that it had to be reprinted. Flower studies of incomparable elegance. They were used as pattern books for painting and embroidery. Here, too, Maria Sibilla Marian played a trick on her age in creating items of commercial art and earning money from them, which was a long way from teaching, painting, and embroidery to daughters of reputable citizens, as she did in parallel. From 1679 to 1683, she published her two-volume De Rapun Wunderbar Varandlug, The Wonderful Transformation of Caterpillars. Now, if Zaki's listening to this, please correct me. I know I'm slaughtering the German. <laughs> One aim was certainly not in her mind. For instance, to produce dry diagrammatic illustrations for scientific purpose. Her output was conceived in quite a different spirit. Her books are an expression of aesthetic, scientific edification, with every individual creature being set in context with meticulous precision. Wow. I'm wondering if O'Keefe ever looked at her work. What's what's um, uh, shown on the next page is called Banana and Large Yellow Underwing Moth. Sheet 12 of Metamorphosis Insectorum Surinimenesium. I think I'm slaughtering that. 1705 on It's a Copper Plate Engraving. I never learned that in school. I could have I could have taken a class in engraving, but I didn't. I took monotype instead.
And I, to this day, I think I took something over at the arts. Where was that? Kala Art Institute in Berkeley, where they do a lot of printmaking there. And we did some etching there, but I had never got it. You know what's hard for me on monotype and mon is always, and it's similar to me when I'm doing three-dimensional things, is, for instance, the, the printmaking, you have to actually visualize it in reverse of what you want. When you're painting something on it or doing something, it usually will be printed in reverse. So that's difficult for me to visualize. Compositionally is what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, this is a gorgeous print in the illustration here in the book. I'll see if I can put that up as the as the uh, picture for this cast. I wish I could remember. See, it's Surinamensium. Surinamensium. It's got to be Latin, right? So that's Maria. Sabia, Marianne. You know what I'm noticing too, and just a real quick aside, is these, these females all studied or tutelage, tutored under their fathers, their famous fathers, interestingly. Isn't that fun? That's fascinating. So what happened to all the girls that were painters and they didn't have a dad that was tutoring them or somebody else? Interesting. Hmm. All right. Arrivederci, or au revoir, if you will. Have a good night.